Welcome to the Neural Network. We are now on Instagram and Twitter at Neural Network Gold. Check it out. Today I talked to Dr. Noah Tannen, a neuro-optometric physician from the eye care professionals in Hamilton, New Jersey. He shares with us how vision therapy can help concussion patients. This is the Neural Network. Can you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, sure. My name is Dr. Noah Tannen. I'm a practicing neuro-optometric physician in Hamilton, New Jersey, and I specialize in traumatic brain injury along with my father, Dr. Barry Tannen, and we're both resident trained and we're certified in vision therapy and neuro-optometric rehabilitation. So would you mind saying what, neuro- what vision therapy is? So how does vision therapy help people with concussions specifically? Well, that's a good question. And unfortunately, vision is sometimes an overlooked piece of the puzzle when it comes to concussion management. And vision is very commonly affected by concussion. It's one of the most common sort of symptoms that people will experience after concussion. And the reason for it makes sense, vision is by far our dominant sense in how we perceive the world and gather information in our environment. And huge portions of our brain are devoted to visual processing and identification. Um, a common statistic that's thrown around is over 50% of the brain is devoted to vision. And the visual mm-hmm. pathways, they travel all over the brain. They travel, you know, starting in the eyes, obviously, all the way to the back of the brain, which is the visual cortex. It's in the occipital lobe. 
and if you're familiar with neural anatomy, you'll know that's as far back into the brain as you can go. And then also, since there's the two eyes, there's lateral connections that uh, synapse left and right across the brain so that the eyes can communicate with each other. Interesting. So, that's so cool. Yeah, it's very interesting. And when you get any sort of blow to the head or even a whiplash injury, it's very common that somewhere along those extensive visual pathways, there may be injury. Mm-hmm. And that can result in very visual symptoms. So the types of visual symptoms that are very common after concussion would be something like double vision. And mm-hmm. that's it's a very common phrase to say, you know, if you get hit in the head so hard that you can't see straight, that's physically where that thing comes from, is you might physically not be able to control your eyes to keep them aligned or keep them straight, resulting in apparent visual motion in your vision or, you know, especially double vision. But mm-hmm. there's a whole spectrum of visual issues that can come with concussions, and that also includes things like blurred vision, light sensitivity is really common, oh, yeah. um, headaches. <laughs> dizziness, things that arise from the visual system, mm-hmm. and it can have a very significant impact on just day-to-day activities, you know, since vision plays such a big role in how we live our lives. So a lot of people, they might have problems now with any visually intensive activity. Reading would be a big one, or copying from the board is very difficult for certain people. Um, any use of digital devices becomes difficult for patients with significant visual sensitivity. Um, it might impact their ability to drive, especially if they're bothered by movement in their visual periphery or in their visual environment. They might not be able to even tolerate something like the supermarket anymore. Mm-hmm. So it can be extremely debilitating for people that have these sorts of issues following the concussion. Right. Yes, I I remember. <laughs> yeah, did you like, experience a lot of those, Emma? I did, and um, I went to your practice, so I remember it. Uh, I did a couple years ago, but I also so I know one thing that I benefited from from you guys was colored and prism lenses, which is not something that I've heard much about uh, from other people. So I think they'd benefit from hearing about those. Would you mind talking Absolutely. about this? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways that will treat these visual issues. So I already mentioned the vision therapy, mm-hmm. um, which we, we use the vision therapy to strengthen the control of the visual system and desensitize people to, um, to symptoms that are provoked by the visual system. But... Uh, the good news for the majority of people is that if you do get a concussion, most people will heal on their own. They may have these exact visual issues that I mentioned, and I personally have had a few concussions, and I've experienced all of these issues, but I healed within just a couple of weeks each time, and the majority of people will. Mm-hmm. But there's some subset, and unfortunately, you happen to fall into the subset of maybe 10 or 20% of people where the symptoms persist for months or they never go away. And that's where we start to do this sort of training that I'm talking about. So you mentioned colored lenses and prisms and light therapy. 
those are all part of the techniques that our tools will use to alleviate these individual conditions. So probably one of the most common things we do, and it's also one of the very first things we typically do with patients that have visual issues, is we give them glasses that have color lenses. And there's specific colors that tend to work best for particular visual symptoms, but a lot of people who are suffering from post-concussion syndrome, they often prefer color lenses that are the bluish, purple mm-hmm. end of the wavelength spectrum. Yeah, that's what I have. (laughs) Is that what you had? Yep. And did you find those out of special thing like light sensitivity and maybe visual motion sensitivity? Mm -hmm. And that's what we'll use them for. You know, light sensitivity is extremely common. And it's often most common with particular light sources. So I already mentioned digital devices tend to be very bothersome. A lot of post-concussion patients find fluorescent lighting very bothersome, and mm-hmm. there's reasons why those particular light sources are more bothersome, which I won't go into a lot of detail about. But for instance, one thing that people don't realize about these sorts of light sources, especially fluorescent lights, is that they're flickering very quickly. They have a flickering oh. to them. And if you are hypersensitive, your peripheral vision, which is common after concussion, you might subconsciously notice that flicker at all times when you're sitting or standing under a fluorescent light source. And that constant motion or constant flickering of light on and off can be very disruptive to your visual system. And it can cause headaches or it can make you become very uncomfortable. So we found that particularly this bluish purple color will often dampen your sensitivity to these types of lights. And it also will typically help you with other related visual issues, like what I call visual motion sensitivity. So sometimes after concussions, people can't tolerate being in a crowd, for instance. Mm-hmm. Even if, if they're physically stationary, there could be a lot of motion around them, where there's a lot of people moving. Obviously, it's loud in crowds, and people also send out sound sensitivity. But since they are overwhelmed often by their peripheral vision following a concussion when before the concussion they might have been able to tune that disruptive stimuli out, it now becomes very uncomfortable. So by using these colored overlays, we can kind of minimize their sensitivity to these types of environments. And that's usually the very first thing we'll do when people come in because they're so symptomatic and they can't even, you know, sit in the lunchroom or at school or go to gym class for these reasons. There's often fluorescent lights, wide open spaces with lots of people. So right off the bat, we'll prescribe something like a covered lens to make them more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not going to fix all of their issues right away, but it will right off the bat make them start feeling better. And that is obviously very important because the better they feel, the more they're able to accomplish when doing vision therapy, for instance, and the faster improvement they can they can achieve. So that's one thing that we'll do right off the bat. And then Smalto had mentioned prisms just a minute ago, which are also something that will put into a spectacle prescription to make people more comfortable right off the bat. And we'll often use it in combination with uh, tinted lenses. So what is but it, essentially, really? Like, what is the prism? What does it do? How does it work? 
That's a good question. Prism, um, the layperson often doesn't fully understand what prism is. You know, and a lot of people when they think of prism, they think of like rainbows coming out of prism. That's mm-hmm. kind of the common perception of what a prism does. But that is not really true to to how a prism works. Essentially, what prism really does is it will shift your perception of visual space. So let's say you're looking at an object at one meter away, and I put a certain power prism into your glasses, and you look through that prism, it can shift that object from where it was, or at least your perception of where it was, over to the right or the left a certain amount based on the power of the prism. Wow. So it's, it's, yeah, and it's very helpful for people. So one of the applications we'll use for prism is double vision. Double vision occurs because the two eyes are not pointed in the same visual direction. You know, one eye might be pointed outwards or inwards. You possibly see people who are maybe cross-eyed, and those people may be double. And that happens very commonly after a concussion. So we'll take prisms and we'll place them before both eyes, and we'll shift whatever the image is of that eye to match the image of the other eye. So if one eye pointed in, we'll shift that image out. And we'll make it that the two eyes can now see the image as one single percept versus as two separate images due to their eyes being misaligned. Wow. So we can eliminate double vision with prisms, but even if you don't have double vision, you can have significant discomfort or eye strain if you are deficient in your ability to keep your eyes alive. So maybe the eyes... Um, have the tendency to want a missile and you have to exert a lot of control or effort in order to keep them aligned, that's very taxing on the visual system and it will reduce your ability to concentrate on whatever task you're doing and it can cause headaches and eye strain. So we'll relieve the visual demand on the eye, on the visual system by using prisms so that the eyes don't have to work as hard to stay pointed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So it's a very common thing that we'll do in glasses along with color lenses. And it's usually the very first thing we consider when we're treating patients with post-concussion syndrome. Mm-hmm. I find mine very helpful, especially for driving. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of people, again, they don't wear them in all contexts, but certainly the most uh, aggravating context will find a big benefit in these lenses. So. Driving is a big one. Mm-hmm. School work is a big one. Right, yes. Um, using digital devices is a big one. Mm-hmm. So and I know we tried when I was there the light therapy with the colored lights. Would you talk about light that? Light therapy is, is a very interesting component of visual therapy. It's um, been gaining popularity recently. And light therapy is also known as syntonic or maybe optometric bone therapy, but essentially you do it as part of a vision therapy program. It's just one component of the therapy, but it works well for specific issues. And what we do with the light therapy is we have the patient sit in a dark room and they view um, a specific colored overlay or wavelength of light in a device that cuts out all other ambient light. And we use specific wavelengths of light to activate different aspects of 
the central nervous system. So the central nervous system is a lot of parts of the central nervous system are light regulated. So a very common mm-hmm. example, for instance, would be the circadian rhythm or the natural sleep-wake cycle of humans. Mm-hmm. Essentially, there's various different types of light receptors in the eye. And light will enter the eye and stimulate those receptors. So for instance, when you wake up in the morning, sunlight will enter through the eye and stimulate various light receptors in the eye which then has an effect on the central nervous system. So in terms of the circadian rhythm, for instance, it, the light can stimulate or inhibit the production of certain hormones and neurotransmitters in the melatonin. And it can create melatonin in the bloodstream or inhibit melatonin in the bloodstream. And this is what makes us drowsy at night and alert in the morning. And it's what regulates our sleep-wake cycle. And if you would remove light completely, you know, if someone was to live in complete darkness or complete light, then they would have issues with their circadian rhythm. And that's what you see in, in conditions like seasonal affective disorder or in people who live in geographic locations that have parts of the year where light or dark 24 7 are often going to have these types of issues. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to concussion, we're using the light receptors in the eye in a different way, we're using it typically to stimulate or inhibit the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, which it's getting a little confusing and I don't know what kind of background your listeners would have, but in simplified terms, it's the fight or flight mode is the sympathetic nervous system and the rest and digest mode is what we call the parasympathetic nervous system. And one of the common issues we'll see in concussion would be um, a condition that I I believe you have, AMPS, right? You have amplified musculoskeletal pain syndrome. Mm -hmm. So AMPS is a condition that can be brought on from a concussion. And what it really is, is an autonomic dysregulation. So autonomic meaning sympathetic versus parasympathetic. And it's a dysregulation of those symptoms that can be brought on by a traumatic event or a stressful event. And it can result in severe pain in pretty much any part of the body. And what's happening, what's actually causing that pain is usually overactivation of the sympathetic nervous system in those parts of the body. And that will cause constriction of blood vessels in those areas reducing blood flow and reducing oxygen to certain body parts, which can become very painful and can manifest physically. You can actually see it in severe cases. You can see those body parts swelling or becoming red, and that results in significant pain. So Mm -hmm. we'll use light therapy, um, various ways like that we know might inhibit the sympathetic system or activate the parasympathetic system, to rebalance the autonomic regulation in the body. And that, like I said, happens to be a light-regulated response. So that's just one example of how we might use it. And there's essentially wavelengths of light that we use for all kinds of conditions. But that's where uh, phototherapy or or syntonics play a role in concussion management. That is so interesting. I didn't know any of that. That's really cool. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's interesting to find out why we do the things we do, but, um, you know, what patients realize when they come to us, they might not understand how it works, but they know that it's making them feel better. And that's really all that matters. That's our number one goal, to make our patients feel better. Right. So, um, I assume you found it helpful. Um, you went through the whole program and you asked me to be on. So you're uh, a living testament to the kinds of therapy that we provide. Yeah, especially I know there was very drastic change in my uh, the vision part of my eyes, like obviously my eyes, um, <laughs> the tracking and uh, because my eyes would jump around and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. People often when they have these types of issues, they'll lose their place frequently while they're reading. They'll mm-hmm. have trouble sustaining focused on page in terms of clarity, but also in terms of justification. Because if you think of um, doing a task like reading or studying, and your eyes are not working fully out of your brain, you're unable to control them, then essentially at that point, you're multitasking in a way. You're devoting some of your attention to what you're reading and comprehension, but you're also devoting some of your attention to your visual system and trying to figure out why are my eyes uncomfortable and why am I skipping around and losing my place? And mm-hmm. so people often have slower reading speed, worse comprehension, inability to sustain these sorts of visual tasks for any period of time. And it can change your life once you diagnose what's causing these issues and then treat them. Yeah. And, and hopefully you found that to be the case for yourself. Yeah. So how can people reach your practice? So you can find us online um, at icareprofessionals.com or you can reach us by phone. Our phone number is 609-581-5755. And you can give us a call to schedule a consultation, especially if you feel like any of the things that we discussed tonight relate to what you're experiencing either following mm-hmm. the concussion or in general yeah i think I, definitely I, this is I some think that's important to note is that these individual issues i described they're not only present in cutting patients mm-hmm. they can they can be present in anyone um, and they're actually fairly common in children who might just have naturally a visual delay so you know children might have a speech delay which you can actually hear when they're talking or they might have a motor delay which you actually see when they're handwriting or when they're walking but a much more silent delay which is just as common would be a visual delay in development where they might never have had a concussion but they still have these very similar visual issues they have trouble controlling their tracking trouble controlling their eye teaming ability and that can actually masquerade as a reading disability or a learning disability or an attentional deficit for the reasons that I just mentioned. And it might go undiagnosed for many years and cause them to fall behind in school. So if any of this sounds like you have not you've had a concussion, I'd encourage you to reach out and schedule a consultation. Definitely. So do you have any advice for people who are going through this who uh uh, sorry, yes, so do you have any I advice? Think, I think it's important 
for anyone to just be aware that this exists. And I think it's great what you do with your podcast, Freedom Awareness. Thank you so much. Um, uh, absolutely. And um, not every doctor that manages concussion even um, is aware of these business disorders or how common they are. Oh, absolutely. Um, my girlfriend, for instance, was in a car accident, and this was before I met her. And she suffered for years with these sorts of issues, and she tried every kind of treatment under the sun short of vision therapy. So she would go to chiropractors and physical therapy and acupuncture and pretty much you name it, she tried it. But she still was struggling significantly and she at the time was completing her master's and she was having a lot of trouble getting through the master's program and then finally you know a year or two after her injury one of her doctors mentioned you know it could be coming from your visual system so she found a doctor that specializes in this and she went through vision therapy and she said that was the one thing that changed her life it was the missing component in all of this yeah Wow. Some people, unfortunately, can slip through the cracks. So I think it's just important mm-hmm. to be aware of it. And if you do, unfortunately, have a head injury, to always consider um, having your vision checked after. Definitely. I had my first doctor that I had for a long time until she kind of was like, whatever, I give up. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just tried medication. It was like, medication, up it, up it, up it, doesn't work. Right. Okay, next one, next one, next one. And I finally went to another doctor, and he was like, oh, your eyes are a mess. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who pointed us in, in your direction. And so that's, I would never have realized it because it wasn't so noticeable to an untrained eye. Exactly. That, well, but it was uh, causing so many issues. Right. You know, most of the time your visual system is working great. And you don't even think of all the different things that your eyes are doing. They're constantly in motion. They're constantly converging and diverging and focusing and tracking. It's actually amazing how intricate the visual system is and the fact that for most people it's completely second nature. And Mm -hmm. so when it's not working, a lot of people aren't aware of what went wrong. They just know that they don't feel well. Right. Luckily, you had a very good doctor. I believe it was Dr. Wenger, if I'm not mistaken, who Mm -hmm. referred to us. And he's very good. He's aware of these sorts of visual issues. But unfortunately, not every doctor is. And even further, not every eye doctor is even aware of these issues. So if they are aware of it, they don't all treat these issues. Mm -hmm. So at our practice, we specialize in this. You know, I did I did a residency in this and then went forward with a fellowship in order to get my board certification. But a lot of doctors don't even do these sorts of tests or these treatments. So if you are suffering from this, it's important that you look up specifically either a developmental optometrist or a neuro-optometric optometrist or anyone that says that they specialize in vision therapy. That's what you need to look for. And a lot of times, you know, if you just go for, like, a visit at lens, car factors, or um, vision work, or any of those, they're usually not equipped to handle these kinds of conditions. They're mm-hmm. more equipped to assess the health of your guy and prescribe glasses and contacts. Right. Um, and treat ocular diseases. But these are uh, a different domain, and it does require a specialist to treat. 
Well, thank you so much for taking the time to, to share what you guys do. I think it's really awesome. And it's a very important thing that for people to, to know about. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on Emma and keep up the good work raising awareness. And I think these podcasts are great and it's an honor to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Take care. That was the Neural Network. Thank you so much for listening. As always, this is a Girl Scout Gold Award project by me, Emma, and you can find us now on Instagram and Twitter at Neural Network Gold. Thank you.